Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. On yesterday's show, we talked about how there are signs of monetary deflation present in our economy. We discussed the definition of what is inflation and what is deflation. On today's show, in this second of a two-part series on monetary deflation, we're looking at specific examples of how money can disappear from the money supply. But before we go into specific examples, I think it's important to be clear on our definition of what it means to remove money from circulation in the real economy. I don't think I'll offend anyone when I say that large segments of the population are not the best or the most disciplined at managing their money. When the government hands out money to people on a large scale as they did during the pandemic, a large chunk of that money will get spent in consumer goods and services. But there's other examples in history. We saw the same thing in the aftermath of Hurricane Katrina in New Orleans. Some recipients of FEMA checks did not rebuild their homes. Instead, they went out and bought SUVs and spent the money on entertainment. Years later, those hurricane-damaged homes were seized for non-payment of taxes. Money in the hands of consumers usually circulates in the economy. We can argue about which parts of the economy are the most productive in terms of multiplying the number of turns in the economy, but it's clear that cash in the hands of consumers will create spending which will generally circulate through the economy. On the other hand, excess cash reserves on the balance sheet at the Federal Reserve creates impressive statistics but serves no active role in gross domestic product. Those funds do not circulate through the economy and therefore could be considered as not contributing to monetary inflation. When the government collects taxes and that cash goes into the U.S. Treasury general account, that money is no longer in circulation. It sits there until the government decides to recirculate those funds in various government spending programs. Every year, near tax collection deadlines, we see a dramatic drop in spending as people scramble to assemble enough funds to pay their tax bill. Employee withholding and remittance is designed to eliminate that last-minute scramble for tax money, but every year bank deposits decline around the tax deadline and that cash is gone from the banking system. Conversely, when people get their tax refund, spending goes up, and when deposits shrink, so too does the bank's ability to lend. When loans go bad, the cash that was created when the loan was written into existence, that money goes into money heaven. The size of the write-off affects not only the loan principal, but also the backing deposits and shareholder equity in the bank. And when regular citizens withdraw funds from their bank account and go out and buy U.S. Treasury bills, they're taking funds out of circulation and handing it over to the U.S. Treasury. The U.S. Treasury puts those funds in the Treasury General Account, the same place as they collect taxes. Those funds are no longer in circulation until the government spends those funds in the economy. And here, too, we can argue whether those expenditures actually benefit the economy. I'll give you a simple example. Let's say that the government collects taxes and then uses those funds to go buy arms. Maybe they're going to go out and buy a cruise missile at a cost of a couple of million dollars. That cruise missile is going to sit in a munitions inventory and hopefully never get used. From the perspective of economic benefit, it's as if the government took that money and removed it from circulation. Now, if they actually fire the cruise missile, it's as if they took $2 million and they literally set those $2 million on fire. That cash went into cash heaven. I'm not passing any judgment on the other consequences of firing a cruise missile, but whether the cruise missile is fired or not, that $2 million was removed from the economy. If the missile blows up, then presumably another $2 million will be spent to replace the missile in inventory. 
yes, part of that $2 million was spent at the defense contractor who manufactured the missile, and a small percentage of that will be spent on groceries by the factory worker who built the cruise missile. But when you measure what percentage of $1 spent on a missile recirculates in the economy, it's far less than $1. See, there's plenty of ways in which money leaves the economy. When we buy a lot of imported goods and there's an imbalance of trade, money is leaving the economy. Some of those funds do get recirculated if the foreign governments use their excess dollars to buy treasuries as they have historically done. The U.S. balance of trade recovered somewhat from the record numbers recorded in 2022, and last month the balance of trade was a net outflow of $70 billion. As we've seen, the U.S. banking system experienced a flight of capital from regional banks. Some of that cash was moved to the major too-big-to-fail banks like Chase and Bank of America. In some cases, the cash in excess of the FDIC limits was put into T-bills. And we've seen demand for T-bills during U.S. trading hours surge. Yields have fallen dramatically, and each time that happens, there's cash leaving the economy. When banks sell a money market fund instead of retaining a bank deposit, they often take that cash and put it on deposit at the Federal Reserve in the reverse repo market. And when those funds are on the Fed's balance sheet, those funds are no longer circulating in the economy, and more importantly, the banks cannot write new loans against those deposits. Here, too, funds are leaving the economy. See, the economy is always made up of a series of headwinds and tailwinds. There are inflationary pressures, but there's also deflationary pressures. And we've seen the M2 money supply decline by nearly 5% since the beginning of the year. And the last time that happened was during the Great Depression in the early 1930s. There is a thesis to be made around the notion of deflation and whether the net result will turn out to be deflationary, it's too early to say. But we need to pay attention to understand what's happening in the economy, and not just read the headlines. As you think about that, have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.